splendid blessed day and a warm welcome to the Grey Light Cafe brought to you by Frontinus Limited. Frontinus is a communications consultancy focused on engineering, infrastructure, and sustainability. With you today is Inji Musa, political scientist and teaching associate at the University of Cambridge. And I'm very pleased as always to be accompanied by Mr. Anthony Haynes, creative director of Frontinus. Greetings, Mr. Anthony. Greetings, Inji. So in a previous episode, we have discussed two approaches to project management, waterfall and agile. And we left that other episode on a cliffhanger, really, asking which of these two approaches is better and or rather as well, which one should our listeners and ourselves included use. So what would you uh, say to that, Dr. Anthony? Oh, well, I've rather changed my mind on that over recent years. I used to typically push people who are doing a lengthy project, say they're writing a big report or a doctoral thesis, I used to push them towards using Agile. Mm, Interesting. Why? Uh, Because I've seen Waterfall go wrong so often, and I've worked with so many people, researchers and others, who convince themselves that because they've generated a very detailed, carefully thought-out plan, they will be able to bash out loads of high-quality text in the window that they have available in their sabbatical term, say, or in their vacation. But so often, for the reason I've given in the previous episode, that writing isn't just a mode of transcribing your thoughts, it's a medium for thinking, for so often this actually fails so i'm thinking for for example of doctoral students who tell me that the writing of a thesis is taking longer than they planned right and i often feel they tell me oh my thesis is taking longer than i planned and i'm supposed to react with surprise or sympathy whereas actually i'm thinking look this problem has arisen because you adopted a waterfall approach by default Okay, if I may just pick on this point a little bit, is is it because they like is it part of the approach that they adopt at the beginning, or like maybe my question is if they would have adopted an agile approach, wouldn't it have taken mm. longer anyway? Is it about the approach itself, or is it about the process of writing a thesis that it usually takes longer than it, than it needed? Oh, that's a great question. So. It, it, uh, uh, people, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's inevitable. There's nothing you can do about it. It always, it always takes longer than, than planned." I, I, I would attack that. I, I, I don't, I don't accept the fact that it will take longer that it need take longer than planned. Of course, people are capable of planning badly, and then of course they get the timing wrong. But I, I, I don't accept that. I think the problem is. I would put it differently. I think the problem is. Uh, people doing things by default settings rather than by, you know, a reasoned choice. So, you know, wh- why is it that so many people set off to write a PhD thesis assuming it's essentially a waterfall project? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what was the reason behind that? And often the reason is just, well, that's what everyone does, mm-hmm. you know. And you have this really weird situation where... Uh, supervisors are people who um, have worked on dissertations and they set off thinking it's a waterfall thing and then it broke down and then they found it took longer than planned because they have to kind of retrieve their plans. And yet when their, their students come to write a thesis, they allow the same thing to happen all over again. And that, that just seems to be mindless. 
Interesting. Okay. So if I may, like on a personal note, how have you changed your mind? Aside from seeing so many kind of uh, people go wrong, basically, um, whether particular kind of rationale behind it you may share with us? Yes. Well, I now realize that the whole business of thinking one approach is good and another isn't, that whole way of thinking is over simple. So I've benefited here a lot from talking with Villa Hellenius, who's a very experienced program manager. And he wrote a dissertation for um, University of Oxford on the role of the two approaches. And I'm delighted to say we'll be publishing an interview with Villa, by the way, on project management. Excellent. But Villa's very clear that there's a key criterion. Okay. The key criterion for selecting an approach is the cost of rework. So, for example, if you're involved in a capital intensive infrastructure project, you know, building a nuclear power station, for example, you are going to use waterfall because starting to build a power station and then knocking it down halfway through in order to start again, oh, that's massively time consuming and expensive. So, you just can't do that. But if you're doing a smallish software project, say, where the cost of reiteration is a few hours of coders' time, well, then Agile might be the way to go. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So to be clear, you are kind of, if I understand correctly, you are saying the choice of approach should depend on the cost in terms of money or time or effort or whatever uh, of reiteration. Is that right? Yes. I, uh, yes. I think the key thing here is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is not to make the choice by default. Mm. So uh, uh, it, the key thing is to avoid selecting an approach just because it's the only one you know or it's the only one you've considered or that it's just what you always do. Instead, make a decision on the base of the nature of the project. But it's actually much more interesting than that. Mm. How? Well, there are hybrid options available. And again, this is something that, it became very much clearer to me through conversation with Villa. So, for example, if overall you're adopting an agile approach, you might nevertheless switch to waterfall for some elements of a project. So take, for example, um, the business of presenting results from, say, a lab book or from survey data or compiling references to sources. So to some extent in these cases you are using writing as a means of transcription. Mm. So an agile mindset might be less useful there. Or designing a key figure, perhaps you want to get it right at first sitting because doing so will actually clarify your thinking for a part of your paper or report. The figure might, in effect, then provide you with a mini blueprint. Okay, for your exposition. Interesting. So what about the other way around then? If you are adopting a waterfall approach, can you incorporate elements of agile? Yes, indeed you can. So for, uh, for example, if you're writing a report, you might have a section describing your method, the method you used for investigation. And there you might think, well, the structure of that section, the method section, will be based on the sequence of actions that you took. So you're likely to use a step-by-step -step approach, you know, how you define the sample in the survey, for example, or how you decided the sample size. And you might think, well, I know what I did and I've got some notes. So actually, I don't really need a detailed plan. I don't need dozens of bullet points. Mm. Bullet point uh, bullet point itis is one of the less attractive characteristics <laughs> of waterfall. So you might think that I have a bash at writing that section free form and then tidy it up later. 
Okay, so so if I understood correctly, just to summarize, it seems you are suggesting a two-step approach in that respect. First, you select your macro approach, be it a waterfall or agile, based on the nature of the project, especially the cost or ease of free work or reiteration. And then second, consider whether it would be useful in places to bring in the alternative approach on a micro level. Is that right? Well, it's not only right. I think it's actually very helpful. And what I would say is that's an example of one of these processes in action. So uh, we, we, we uh, you know, I compiled a kind of loose script for this episode. And what you've just said, I hadn't thought of that. Right. So if I were using a waterfall approach, your insight there, your formulation would not have been part of my blueprint. And yet, actually, it's a very uh, uh, precise and helpful uh, encapsulation of all of that we've been discussing. So we've sort of arrived at that process, haven't we? So that would actually be an example of agile kicking in. Like mm. you can see what you've just said as a sort of the latest iteration of what we're trying to say is the difference between waterfall and agile. I think you are giving me more praise than I deserve. <laughs> No, I think I, I'm going to steal this. I'm going to use it in future. So, um, but look, Engie, I, I, I've set out an outline here. Mainly, we've been talking generalizations, but it strikes me you've not that long ago completed a lengthy project yourself in the form of a doctoral thesis. So, I'm, I'm interested. But like, what approach did you take then? Um, and I'm also interested if you could do it all over again. Would you change anything? Mm, interesting. So. For your first um, question, I think I'm going to echo much of what we have been saying, especially at the, at the last bit, to be honest. So for me, it was the actual process was a combination of both approaches. So the key was to know which approach to adopt when and to be flexible, particularly when I needed to shift from waterfall to, to agile. So I personally believe that any lengthy project in that respect need to start with some brainstorming. Um, that would produce a mm. blueprint to follow. The purpose of this blueprint then, or plan or whatever you, you would like to call it, is primarily logistics for me. So it tells you what needs to be done and when. So the waterfall approach as a starting point seems necessary for me to divide the project and set deadlines and timelines for particular tasks. But then coming to these different tasks, just again, echo what you have um, said uh, earlier, things tend to be much more fluid, right? So for instance, um, you need a waterfall approach to decide the purpose of each chapter um, and the purpose and the proposed steps to take in order to gather the needed data to write that chapter for my dissertation. But once the research process starts, things get really, really messy, right? So I, I started deviating, <laughs> finding other interesting resources uh, or even themes to explore, etc. So this then should accompany some freestyle writing as um, fellow writers uh, or PhD students mm. will, um, will appreciate, which I hope would end up, I, or I hope that the time would end up contributing somewhere into my chapter, right? But while it seems that we completely shifted to an agile approach at this instance, it's mm. really the waterfall approach that keeps the project moving forward instead of just moving in all directions. And this mm. for me is very mm -hmm. important because it reminds me, the waterfall approach reminds me of the deadlines and the purposes of, of each 
chapter. So things, by and large, stay manageable throughout. And I don't end up, as you mentioned earlier, with other uh, so many other PhD students uh, ending up finishing much later than they anticipated or they wanted. Well, I like the sound of that approach very much. I mean, I like the flexibility of it. I, I, think, I think it's difficult to learn how to do that. Um, you know, that's quite a subtle set of mental operations, isn't it? To first of all, recognise that there are these two approaches and then to recognise that each one has its own strengths and weaknesses and then to realise, well, you can kind of put them together. You know, you can do one in a certain uh, time and then another at a different phase and, and so on. So I don't think learning how to do that is at all easy. Absolutely. But I think it's really really satisfying when you achieve that degree of understanding of the project management process but to be fair answering your earlier question as well which one if i were to write again would i change my approach um Mm. i think i would have definitely appreciated having an understanding like listening to an episode like this one for example Mm. uh to to be more informed instead of just having to figure things out as i go or testing things mm. out as I go, because I might have been uh, lucky or privileged to, to be able to, to grasp that, that sooner than, than other people would. But I don't think it should be left for, for us to just kind of um, figure it out, right? So, so mm. as, I, as I highly would highly recommend people to listen to this, uh, I definitely would also encourage people to to invest some time at the start of any big project to actually think which approach they they yeah. want to take instead of just like saying okay i'm an agile an agile person or i'm like i want a waterfall person seeing how um um our interviewer um and um and scholar um have said earlier as you as you suggested um it's not one or that it's kind of it depends on the topic of the uh, of the of your project, how it proceeds, etc. The same will go with anyone who are approaching a new project. So definitely, uh, being more humble in kind of uh, approaching that project and just taking a moment to reflect on the approach at mm. the beginning would be very important. Mm. Yes. No, I, I'm with you there. I agree entirely. Excellent. So, any final thoughts on these two approaches, or anything on project management you wish to share with our listeners? Well, I'm just going to add a little uh, uh, point that I haven't mentioned before, which is, as it happens, I mean, it's, we're recording this in November, and as it happens, it's a month of a, something called NaNoWriMo. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No, that's really. But it's a month where it's a month where people try to write novels, wow. like in in the in the. 30 days of November they actually try and write an entire novel and uh, they often communicate quite a lot these different you know, thousands of people do this and they people communicate a lot about their approaches and I don't think there's any I, I haven't covered I haven't found any sort of wannabe novelist who uses an entirely waterfall approach because I think if the idea of sort of planning an entire novel through umpteen bullet points that somehow doesn't quite seem suitable for a novel does it but there are so but there are some people who actually take the opposite approach and on day one they start writing and they don't know where it's going to go so i went to a very interesting talk in heifer's bookshop in cambridge by um, the name of an author, I've forgotten her name, but I will put her name in the show notes. But she wrote the the books that um, 
a number of crime series are based on the Vera crime series in Northumbria and the uh, Shetland um, crime series up in the north, 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 north of Scotland. And she said, actually, when she starts writing novels, she doesn't really have a plot outline and she isn't sure where it's going to go. And I think that would actually, although I'm, I'm sort of um, temperamentally probably uh, quite sympathetic to Agile, that would fill me with dread. <laughs> anyway, thank you. I've really, uh, it's great to have a chance to discuss these um, these questions that are often simply kind of overlooked. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think they shape how we carry everyday projects and as well as everyday tasks. So I'm very grateful for such a fascinating mm. conversation today, Professor. Thank you so much as always. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. This was Inji Musa with Anthony Haynes. Greylet Cafe is edited by Dr. Bart Holmark and produced by Frontinus Limited. Frontinus specializes in grey literature forms such as proposals, publications, papers, and reports. Frontinus helps creators of grey literature to achieve high-quality professional outputs and to be more productive. To discuss your grey literature needs and to see how Frontinus can help, you can contact Frontinus via their website, frontinus.org.uk. There is a link in the show notes. The music is from Handel's Water Music, courtesy of the United States Marine Band and Marine Chamber Orchestra.